Well, happy National Senior Citizens Day. Woohoo! Uh, I know we have uh, lots of listeners out there who um, are seniors, and, and this conversation is for you, but it's also for people who will be seniors someday, which hopefully we all will, and it's also for people who have loved ones, uh, family members who are entering their aging years, and there's so many things that um, would really help out a person in their aging years that lawyers can help with, and that's why we have one of the city's most accomplished elder law attorneys, uh, Catherine Casey is a partner at Dutton Casey and Messolaris here in Chicago. She's one of the very few uh, certified elder law attorneys in Illinois, and she focuses her practice on all of these issues, long-term care, estate planning, special needs, Medicare and Medicaid issues. Uh, She speaks frequently on uh, many of these uh, topics, and we're going to talk about a free seminar that she's going to be uh, talking at uh, later this month. Uh, Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Karen. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, you get, get to see the view and, and all the, uh, the air and water stuff. Let's talk about what is an elder law attorney and what is the difference between an elder law attorney and let's just say a uh, garden variety estate planning lawyer. So elder law attorneys are really for everyone. They're for people who want to live well and age well. Our focus tends to be more on living in addition to just planning for death and taxes. So we heavily emphasize what do you need to live well? What do you need to age well? How do we age in place? How do we care for our loved ones who are dealing with a chronic illness or an aging issue? So really, elder law attorneys are all about living well. And, you know, and that makes sense. And it's sort of, you know, I always think in a big city like Chicago and the Chicago uh, suburbs, lawyers are very compartmentalized. You just do one area of law for the most part. Maybe it's family law or maybe it's just bankruptcies or foreclosures. But this this kind of thing kind of spans over a lot of different topics that are somewhat that are are legal for sure, but that are somewhat non-legal in a way. Right. There are a lot of issues in elder law from insurance issues, retirement planning issues, facility contract issues. You know, where are we going to live as we age? Who's going to care for us and how are we going to care for our loved ones as we age? Let's give an example, maybe just so we can kind of put this in perspective. So a 64 year old woman walks in your office and she has just been told that her husband was diagnosed with dementia and she's facing the idea that she may have to caretake him or make sure he's taken care of. Tell us how this interview goes. What are the questions that you ask her? What are the questions she asks you? And what are the kinds of services that you might provide? That's such a great example, Karen. I see this every day. And usually my 64-year-old client is exhausted and completely overwhelmed when she comes to see me. So we start off with the basics. What did you do professionally? Are you still working? I'm going to want to get to know my client to find out what skills does she have to deal with what's coming and what are her needs? Where are we going to need to fill in the gaps to assist her in caring for her husband? I'm going to ask questions that you would never expect from an attorney, like to my client, I'm going to say, are you yourself healthy? How are you doing physically? How are you doing mentally? Do you have any of your own caregiving needs? Do you need assistance with anything? And then I'm going to move on to her spouse and ask, how does your spouse get through his day? 
What can he do for himself and what can he not do for himself on a daily basis? Is he able to get up and out of the chair? Can he get out of bed on his own? Is he able to toilet and bathe and feed himself? What do you have to do for him? What is he able to do on his own? And then we get into the legal nitty gritties of financially, how are we going to manage the situation? And what are our care options? What kind of care can we bring into the home? What kind of care could we access out of the home? So I would imagine that in giving that type of advice, asking those kinds of questions, that you must have a great referral source where you know organizations and, and uh, you know, uh, places, you know, to go for these kinds of things. Maybe it's home health care providing. And you probably know the good ones. And you probably know who the ones you want to stay away from are, right? We have a really great referral source. And we learned a long time ago that it is integral to our practice to have a client care coordinator as a full-time staff member in our firm. And that person is traditionally someone with a social work background, someone who knows all of the ins and outs of the aging industry. Who are the referral sources? Who are the care providers? What are the placements like? What sort of support groups are out there to help people with early onset dementia as opposed to a late stage Parkinson's diagnosis? So much of what we do is provide our clients with community referrals and professional referrals to help them make a complete care plan. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I hate to threaten, you know, it's to, to look at the doom and gloom side, but I do have to say I have been doing radio for 25 years and I always say, get a will, get a, you know, do an estate plan, do it, do it. I mean, I waited myself. I was, I was one of those people, but the, the things that happen, the disasters that break up families that happen when people, even with not that many assets, don't have an estate plan in the years and the expense and the and the you know the fighting what can you tell us what can happen if you don't have some sort of comprehensive plan for your own caretaking and the caretaking of your loved ones. You lose control over your life and your decision making, unfortunately. That's what happens when you don't plan in advance. So it it can really be a struggle to convince people to pre-plan because, like you said, it it really feels like doom and gloom, right? To talk about these things feels very doom and gloom. To me, as an elder law attorney, I see it more about living. It's about living and being an autonomous, independent human being, which is what we all want to be. We want to live well. And the best way to live well is to plan in advance of a crisis. So most most of the people I meet who are resistant to planning, I, I ask them, you know, what are your goals? And invariably, what I hear from them is, my goal is to stay at home. And my goal is to be as independent for as long as possible. And I say to them, if those are your goals, the best way to achieve that is to pre-plan, get your documents in place, assemble your team, get your lawyer together, get your financial advisor, your CPA, your geriatric care manager is such a great part of your team. The, your family members. Your family, your support right. system, whether it's your your blood family or your family of choice, get all of the important people together and you will have a much better chance of succeeding and staying at home and living well. Well, and you know, it's not to get too philosophical, but you know, we, we only go through life once. So we're only a teenager once, you know, we're only in a middle age, we're only seniors once. So it's not like, you know, I think people sometimes when they get to be older, and they have these issues, they become very upset when it really is just part of the natural 
progress. You know, just like having acne when you're a kid uh, is, is something that you go through and you'll get over it and you move to the next level and the next step. But even medical care and some of those issues are just naturally, I mean, naturally what happens to you. And if you're, if you're lucky, like Sister Jean, you live to 103 and you get a street named after you. <laughs> but uh, uh, when we come back, I'm going to take some callers if you have any questions uh, for Katie Casey. But before um, we go, I want to t- uh, tell our listeners about this seminar that is being given on August 31st, because this is something a lot of my listeners might want to attend. So there is a seminar next week. It's the ElderWorks Aging Expo, and it's free to the public, and it's going to include a lot of really great presentations aimed at how to age well. Topics like Medicare, topics like how to get care in your home, how to get care elsewhere. I'll be there talking about Medicaid benefits and asset protection for protecting assets from the cost of long-term care. And it's a wonderful, wonderful resource full of great vendors who will be on site to provide referrals and resources. And why don't you give out your contact information if anybody um, wants to contact you? You can find us at Dutton, Casey, and Mesoloris online, www.duttonelderlaw.com. Sounds great. And give us a call here if you have any questions for Casey, uh, Ms. Casey, 312-981-7200. We are here with Catherine Casey, who is with the law firm of Dutton Casey and Messolaris, and she is an elder law lawyer. She's a certified elder law attorney, so she's a really good one. That means she knows what her stuff. And I'm inviting callers to call in here if you have a question for her about anything relating to the aging process, um, not Botox, but more like um, estate planning, wills, powers of attorney. And you can give us a call here at 312-981-7200. Um, Katie, you were talking about asset protection and relating to nursing home and assisted uh, care facilities. Can you tell our listeners ba- the basic issues relating to that? The biggest fear I see in my clients, you know, for example, the 64-year-old woman who has come to me because her husband's been diagnosed with dementia, or, or perhaps it, it's a gentleman whose partner has been diagnosed with Parkinson's and he's struggling to take care of him at home. The biggest fear they have is that they are going to lose their entire life savings due to the cost of care. You know, one of the biggest myths out there is that our insurance coverage pays for everything. Our health insurance, our Medicare, and, and I, I do love Medicare, it does cover a lot of things, but it doesn't cover everything related to aging. So in order to age well and to take care of ourselves and our loved ones, we need more financial assistance than just our insurance policies can handle. So when these clients come to me and and they are terrified that they're going to lose everything, we talk about care planning, where we can access care, how we pay for it, and how we can protect money from the cost of care in a way that is legal. There are legal protections, both at the federal and the state level that allow certain people, including spouses, to keep an amount of money to provide for themselves. Um, Typically, a spouse is allowed to keep minimally their home, $109,000 in resources, two cars, and two prepaid funerals and burials. That's, That's the minimal amount allowed. Illinois is quite generous in protecting spouses, and there are ways to protect more than that amount of resources for a spouse who's staying at home. 
Now, uh, I occasionally have listeners who say they're going into a nursing home and or their loved one is and there's this long contract and they don't understand anything. Should I just sign it? Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what kind of services you could provide? And should somebody sign one of those agreements without getting legal counsel? You know, it's sort of funny, Karen, but I actually tell my clients to call me if they're in the hospital. I say, if you go into the hospital, please call me. Because typically what happens after you're in the hospital is you are discharged to a rehab facility and you are frequently presented with a very long, very technical contract. You're overwhelmed, you're exhausted, they're very difficult even for, you know, an attorney to understand. So I like them to call me so I can give them advanced advice before they're discharged and so I can review that contract and tell them, what are your rights as a resident in a facility? What rights do you have? What rights do you not have? And what does it mean to sign this contract? What will you need to do if you sign it? Yeah, I just, it's just just so complicated. And you're right, because I have looked at those contracts, and I can't make heads uh, heads or tails out of them at all. Let's go to Penny. Uh, Hi, Penny. Welcome to WGN. You're here with Katie Casey. Um, Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I'm an only child, and I have no family. Um, I'm a senior on a fixed income So out in the south suburbs, are there any affordable elder law resources for us, or will I have to get a state-appointed guardian? Excellent question. So, you know, a lot of my clients are like you. They're they're not married, they don't have children, and they they need someone to help them as they age. Sometimes we don't have friends we can rely upon. Often our friends are as old and as aging as we are. Oftentimes our our family of choice is far flung and they're just not close to us or near us. So there are options. You do have resources. I frequently recommend appointing a professional fiduciary to act for you if you're unable to make your own decisions. There are geriatric care manager agencies who provide services as power of attorney for health care and power of attorney for property. And there are numerous financial fiduciaries, including banks and professional trustees who can assist you with managing your money. So there are lots of resources available. I would, you know, I would, Penny, I would say reach out um, to Katie. We're going to give out contact information. I'll bet she can uh, either help you herself or steer you in the right direction. Okay? Okay. All right. How would I go about finding these people? Why don't you give out your contact information? So I recommend you look us up online. We are at www.duttonelderlaw.com. The firm name is Dutton Casey and Mesoloris, and our client care coordinator can assist you in pointing you towards the right resources. And uh, Penny, if you want to go to the WGN website, look up the Karen Conti Show. We podcast this segment, and I know that my producer, Drew, is going to give, ah, yes, he's going to give out the information, so you can go go there if you didn't catch all of that. Thank you for the call. Uh, appreciate it. Let's go to Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to WGN. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. My question is this. What is the average cost to draft a will once you are widowed? It's so hard to know. It really depends on what your circumstances are. It can be really scary to start estate planning without knowing what the cost is. So what I recommend you do is you talk to an attorney about your particular situation and what your wishes are, because what your wishes are, whether they're simple or whether they're complicated, are really going to dictate the cost. 
you should get a good estimate from an attorney before proceeding with estate planning. And I think personally, it's hard to find a good attorney. It It's hard to know who to trust. So I often recommend meet with more than one. Meet with several attorneys and choose who you trust and who you like and who you can communicate well with. Absolutely. And we were just talking off air, Kathy, about how sometimes listeners will call me and say, I have this question and I'm in the middle of a lawsuit. And I said, why didn't you ask your lawyer? Well, I I can't ask my lawyer. My lawyer doesn't really explain things to me. You want somebody who you really feel like you can communicate with. You should walk out of that office and feel like that person heard you and understood you and had empathy uh, for you and with you and that's someone you can work with. And, um, you know, that's, that's really the best advice I can give you on that. But thank you so much for the call. Um, Let's give out the, um, I'm going to continue this for another 15 minutes, if that's okay. I know we're going to have more callers here. Can you give out the seminar information for the August 31st event? And we're going to also put it on the website, on the WGN website. Go ahead. It's the Elderworks Aging Expo. It's, what is it again? Elderworks. Elderworks, and that's E-L-D-E-R. W E R K S, and that's uh, that is at where, where is it? In what city is it? In? Is it Hoffman Estates? It's in Hoffman Estates, so you can look that up. I'm going to put the information. So and it's free of charge. Uh, and Katie's going to be speaking. They're going to cover a lot of different issues uh, relating to the aging process. And um, I guess I want to just before we take a break, um, we have just a few seconds, but. The question is, and I get this all the time, can I just go online and do a do-it-yourself estate plan or power of attorney? Absolutely not. So you are not a form and your life is not a form. And it's important to remember that these documents have been evolving since the Middle Ages. They still use Latin. They are full of legalese. And you don't want to make a mistake. This is the kind of DIY project you don't want to mess up. It's not like retiling your bathroom floor. Get it done right. Get it done by a person who understands you and your value system. Absolutely. Let's take a break. 312-981-7200. Back in a minute. Happy National Senior Citizens Day to you and to your why don't you pick up the phone and call a senior? You got one in your two in your life and uh, wish them a happy National Senior Citizen Day and find out how they're doing. We are here with Catherine Casey. She is with the law firm of Dutton Casey and Messalaris, and she is a certified elder law attorney, which means she deals with these issues as exclusively in kind of a holistic way. I don't know if that's maybe the right word to use, but it sounds like you sort of deal with all of the issues that are kind of emotional and um, not medical because you're not a doctor, but but you you deal with the issues that arise um, for people who are aging. You know, we were talking a little bit off uh, mic about some of the issues that arise that maybe you haven't even thought about as an aging person. Can you give us some examples of some issues that come up that maybe our listeners haven't considered? One issue I see routinely is what are we going to do with our pets as we age? Who's going to care for them if we can't care for our pets ourselves? Can we take them to a long-term care facility? One of the biggest impediments in even considering assisted living or independent living is can we take our pet with us? And what, what are the what are the terms upon which we can take our pet with us? Who's going to take care of our pets after we're gone? One of, one of the things a lot of my clients ask me to do is set up a pet trust. And a pet trust is essentially a part of your estate plan where you decide who's going to have custody of your pet. 
uh, you might have several pets. Somebody will need to take custody of them, and that person might need some money with which to support those pets. Other clients of mine want to give their pets to pet shelters that will agree to keep those pets for the remainder of their lives. There are several senior pet um, shelters out there who are willing to do that. So making sure our pets are taken care of is very important to my clients. Absolutely. And another issue about passwords, and you know, we all have so many, I mean, I don't know about you, but I have a list of passwords that's, I mean, it's like six pages long. And so when when people die or they become disabled or they don't remember things and someone tries to come in there and pay bills or to stop subscriptions or whatever it is, I mean, how what what do you recommend for people? The password situation is really getting a bit out of control. Yes. I encountered a situation where a client of mine, his father, had passed away recently. And everyone thought everything would be okay because the father was meticulously organized. He had lists of his financial resources. He had all of his legal documents saved in PDF form. He had all of his usernames and passwords saved in an Excel spreadsheet. Super organized man. The problem was that all of this information was on his laptop computer. And nobody had the password to that computer. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So he was super organized, but no one could organize the information. So I don't know. Call me a product of the 1980s educational system, but I (laughs) firmly believe in three-ring binders. (laughs) Everyone should have a three-ring binder. Print everything out. Put three holes in it. Stick it in the binder. It's easy for someone to pick up that binder and find all of your necessary information. Yeah, I can just see that as a problem ongoing, um, completely uh, avoidable, I guess. Um, let's talk. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give out my numbers again. 312-981-7200. We're here with Catherine Casey of the law firm of Dutton Casey and Messalaris. Um, why don't you give out your contact information again for people who might want to talk to you? You can find us online at Dutton Casey and Messalaris. It's www.duttonelderlaw.com or call us at 312 899 0950. Uh, let's go to Jean. Hi, Jean. Welcome to WGN. Do you have a question for our elder law attorney? Actually, I have a suggestion. I think a lot of elderly people become a little bit more paranoid, not in a bad way, but in a cautious way as they age. And, and they, they forget that there's that friend that they've known for several years that they have concluded it's very trustworthy. It might be somebody they play bingo or cards with or uh, a banker that they've been going to for years. And I'm not saying that that person would take the pace of, of an elderly attorney, but they might get some guidance on to what, whatever the, the more knowledgeable person, the one with experience, has already set up a system that they might get a reference that could be very helpful, or, well, that's... or for goodness sakes, don't go near there. And I have found there's, I'm in a township that has a wonderful senior center. They have a social worker among them, and they have not only activities, but I call this person every November or December when the Medicare plans are about, are you know, can be changed, and when the sign-ups for the prescription drugs can be changed. And there's a couple of plans like F and G where you pay a slightly higher okay. premium. Gene, hold on. I don't, I don't want to uh, cut you off, but <clears throat> I want to have my the lawyers while they're here to address her, right. her, her wisdom here, which I think is good, which is that 
um, you know, to get a good referral. First of all, there's a lot of information out there that you can get yourself. Um, but when it comes to finding a good lawyer, sometimes you go to the people you trust to give them that lawyer, right? You do. In fact, most people find us from multiple sources. I think every client I see tells me that they've been referred by at least two or three other people and by the local hospital or by the local nursing facility or by the local township office. So absolutely get multiple referrals and do your research. I think a wonderful way to find a good attorney is to watch one of their speaking engagements. Watch them do a presentation and see if they can speak in a way you understand. And I, I, I got to agree with, with the caller on that the services offered by several of the townships in the area yeah. are amazing. Not just social, but they're but, incredible. Exactly. And I always say you always have me and if, for listeners who have been listening to me for a long time over over the years of doing this, I have this long list of people in different specialties in different counties, you know, whether it's a personal injury case, I don't do personal injury, but I know the people who are really, really good. And, and you're on my list of elder law attorneys. And when people call, I refer them to you. So uh, I think I think that's uh, fabulous. And I'm going to just, you know what, we don't have any more time. We're all out of time. Well, you'll come back and you'll come back before next senior citizen, National Senior Citizen Day. Again, uh, Catherine Casey of the law firm of Dutton Casey and Medora Mesolaris. Give us uh, your contact information one last time. You can find us online at www.duttonelderlaw.com or call us at 312-899-0950. It was such a pleasure to be here, Karen. Thank, thank you so, so much. much for coming in, and um, and I hope you join me again, and thanks for coming in studio.